Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Hello, everyone. I am Jen Schrader, and I'm so happy that you're tuning in on Facebook, if you are, or listening on your favorite podcast platform. Is this a crazy time or what? I want to ask you a question today for Behind the Springs. What are you doing to keep yourself sane, and how are you coping with all that's happening right now? Um, you may have heard the, the term grit, and um, you may know already that it means courage or resolve or strength of character, um, something that we could all use Um, at any point in our lives, but is it even realistic to think that we can attain that resiliency we really need right now? I have a guest here today who says yes, and he is Dr. Charles Benight, Executive Director of the National Institute for Human Resilience at UCCS, and the creator of a free online program called Let's Talk Grit. Is that correct, Dr. Benight? Yes. 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 Thanks so much for being with us. Well, thanks so much, Jen. I'm happy to be here. Excited to talk to you today. We really appreciate it. We'll start by introducing yourself, and I'm sure there are folks out there who have not heard of the Institute of Human Resilience. Yeah. So uh, I've been a professor up at UCCS for almost 30 years now, which is hard to believe. But um, the Institute itself was stood up this last March. But it really is a, a more from a previous center that I started way back in around 2000, which was the Trauma Health and Hazard Center. Um, but we've we've now really focused that work into the the idea of human resilience, and we we're doing all kinds of things, everything from basic research to clinical research around how to help people who've been exposed to severe traumas and disasters and so forth, and trying to come up with new models of care as part of that. And then we also do a lot of community outreach work. We run peer support programs, for example, for the State Department of Transportation and others, and um, do trainings on trauma specifically, like Trauma 101, 102 for people who are interested in that, like nurses, teachers, and so forth. They can take those courses through us. And then um, this GRIP program uh, is also a primary component. And that sort of grew up right when the Institute stood up was also when COVID hit, almost like two days later. And that was a, a little coincidental then? Yeah, okay. it was all Perfect coincidental. Timing, though. And then the concept of GRIT came to me as, a, as an answer to what was coming. And I, I've done a lot of disaster research over the years and, and saw that this was going to be a big thing for us. And it's not just a localized, like a flood or a hurricane or a fire, which we've had, of course. But this was going to be everyone. And so we needed to think uh, a little bit differently about it. And that is the thing. If you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I need a course on grit, really everyone can benefit from this course. Um, Tell us a little bit about how it's set up. Sure. So the concept that came to me, uh, actually, I I dreamt about it and I woke up and I was like, this is an idea that we need to do. And and that was that uh, we all have our own social networks that we live in. And, and we, we create support for each other. We reach out, we talk, you know, over the phone. And, and during when we were in home, uh, safer at home, we were having to do that virtually with our loved ones and friends and so forth. Um, but the reality is, is that I was talking to a friend yesterday about it, is that nobody trains us necessarily on how to be really helpful and, and effective, especially during something like this, and, and to our loved ones. I mean, we, we reach out, we, we have conversations, but what we can do is actually train people 
on, on a course on how to understand disaster stress, pandemic stress, what does it mean? Uh, how is it affecting people? How do I know if my good friend may be really struggling with this? And then what do I do about it? And so we, we designed a, a really kind of step-by-step program that's, that's easy to digest, if you will. It takes, you can do it in an hour a day, over five days, and then you're done. But it, it really trains you on how to reach out to someone in your network and, and get support and give support and then also understand what resources that we have available to us to, to really help people. So if somebody, for example, there, there is a grit coach out there. We call them grit coaches or grit resilience coach who shared with us that a friend of hers was really, really struggling and, and in some serious ways. And she didn't know it until she actually reached out and said, how are you doing? And then she had some tools to give to her specifically around how to cope more effectively, and then some online tools to help her calm down and to get support, talk to somebody else who's a professional, and that kind of thing. So this is really meant to sort of, it's like a booster shot, if you will, for our own social support networks that we live in all the time. And it's just a really important thing because we know from the literature, for example, that social support is a big predictor of how people do. So why not try to boost it in our community and get as many people trained as we can so that the, the entire community can raise its resilience level? Which so if really, you're struggling, this is for you. But even if you're not struggling, this absolutely. is for you so that you can go out there and be someone for others to lean on. Absolutely. And more than just lean on is what you're saying. Right. It, it gives you some tools to actually give people. You know, like how do I ask you about things that you're doing right now that may be working for you, for example? Are you exercising? Are you eating well? Are you sleeping okay? Things that we know when people are struggling, those things start to fall apart. Instead of just like, you doing okay? Right. So, hey, how's it going? Fine. You know, thanks. Good to talk to you. This actually gives you some yes. strategies mm-hmm. uh, on how to help. And to be honest, you know, it's, it's easier because right now we have in the community what's called a crisis counseling program. Um, uh, uh, that's bu- paid for by SAMHSA, FEMA, to respond to the pandemic. And Aspen Point has stood that up, and they're reaching out in the community. They're doing what they need to do, and, and they're effective. They're helpful. But the reality is there's four of them, and there's 700,000-plus of us. And so what we needed to do is think more scalable, Like, how can we get people, they're not going to be mental health providers by any means, but we can have these natural, what we call helping conversations with your friends, family, and colleagues that you don't have to start out with, you don't know me, but I I want to help you. This is, you do know me. And you trust me. And you trust me already. So now let me tell you some things I've learned and things that may be helpful for you. And not in a sort of I know better than you kind of thing, but more in a caring way. Like I've heard about this website that we have out there that's free for anybody to go to, by the way. It's called MyResiliencehelp.com. And it's designed to have somebody go through it and, and gain some skills on how to cope better. And so it's out there for free and available. And so you could be talking to somebody and they say, you know, I'm just, I'm not sleeping well, and I'm all jittery all the time because of the pandemic. I'm worried, I'm anxious. Well, you know, this website offers skills on how to calm down and do some relaxation training and so forth. So you learn all about those kinds of tools in the, in the training. That's and so it's, it's easy to do. Yeah, it just gives you the tools you need. Um, so I, I do want to mention too, you, you alluded to that, but it is self-paced. You can do it at your own pace, whatever works for your timing. You can do it all at once or break it up. 
Um, it's online and it's free. It's a free resource, which is really important. Yeah, well, when we... That's wonderful that you were able to make it free. Well, and, and we've done that with some collaborations, some very important collaborations. So the, the, the whole idea got kind of spun up when I had a communication meeting with people from the community, the city, the county, emergency response folks back in March, and Public Health, and um, United Way, and some others. And we discussed, you know, what does the community need right now? And there were a lot of different things that people were thinking about beyond this, and very important things, obviously jobs and other things that were going to be hit. And, and so, uh, but this idea sort of spun up from there. And Public Health, um, Susan Whelan has been a leader in this community that's fantastic. And she really saw the benefit of this and has helped to funnel some CARES funding to us to help stand this up and do more with it. And um, since then, it's grown exponentially. I mean, one of the amazing things about this is that the actual community grit training, which we're talking about now, we've had uh, now over a thousand, I think a thousand one hundred and some people across the entire country. We're in 37 states and we're in five different countries. We're, oh, we're in great. Canada, the UK, Australia, and now India. And so we're, we're not tracking all of those other numbers now, like India, we're not tracking those, but the idea is one that people can get a hold of. And we also saw early on that education, the school systems, were going to be really having a lot to deal with with this. So we created a Grit for Ed program, and that's with uh, Dr. Carolyn Geary. And Nicole Weiss is, is the sort of leader of the GRIT program for us. And we got together and created this GRIT for Ed program. And Carolyn's been a, a leader in education in the community before this. And it's just important for schools to understand how to best support during this time beyond just trying to figure out remote learning and all that. But there's emotional and psychological aspects that are really important here. Supporting your students, supporting yes, your, your exactly. co-workers. Right. 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 So, so the Grit for Ed program, we actually retaped it in the fall because we saw things were different from where they were in the spring. And that's available also for free. Okay. So that's their, you know, what we call that is like three around me, which is really meant to have like a teacher, a staff member, a coach, family member that can kind of coalesce around a student to support them during this time because it's difficult on the kids and the families, of course. And then we stood up a grit for lead, for leaders in the community, for business leaders and nonprofit leaders. So you can kind of personalize it. Then. There's a bunch of these that okay. we've developed. And the last one just uh, was really designed for healthcare workers, importantly, because of what they're going through. So the state public health funded us to develop a grit for health program that is just now rolling out. And so any listeners on, on the podcast today who are, if you're a healthcare worker, um, you can come and take this for free. And it's, again, it's five hours. It's specific for healthcare workers. And that you can get to this, uh, all these trainings, either through the Let's Talk Grit website. Yes, that's um, Let's Talk Grit. Com. Yes, dot com. We'll put that up. Yes. Yeah, so that's, or they can go straight also to the grit.uccs.edu website, which is where we'll also be posting all of those trainings are, are there too. And it's okay if you don't fit in those categories of oh, healthcare yeah, of worker course. education. The community ones for everybody. Yes. You can just be whoever you right. are, a parent, um, you know, a grandparent, a person in the community who's frustrated by whatever aspect of this pandemic. However, it's impacting your life in, in various ways, probably. Right. This will give you the tools you need. I, I should mention too, um, after this pandemic is over, 
it will also help you. Yeah. Um, this isn't just for this particular disaster, so to speak. It's, not, it's not for life. It's for life. And, and importantly, the skills that you're going to learn with this, um, if we do have another major event, like, for example, a fire or some sort of flood or those types of things, blizzards, we had the whatever that bomb, bomb cyclone, cyclone thing right, right. That, that really caught people by surprise. Right. So these kinds of tools you can use on an ongoing basis with any kind of severe stress and, and uh, major events that are going on in your life. And, sure. and, and I want to mention some of the, I know people think, oh, we just want to um, tell everybody about these, you know, list all these people who are involved and who really cares, but you should care because this collaboration is, is the reason that this program exists. And then also um, that it's free to the public. So it's, it's you all at UCCS, um, El Paso County Public Health, um, the National Alliance on Mental Health in Colorado Springs and Aspen Point Mental Health Services. Um, and many other partners you said that are supporting this and promoting it, um, which helps just, just make people aware to begin with. Yeah. And I, I want to speak a little bit to that collaboration, those four partners, because really what happens in all these other communities across the country is the, the SAMHSA funded crisis counseling program, CCPs get stood up all over the country. And this happens all the time when there's a disaster. Okay. The problem with those programs, I mean, they're well-intentioned. They, they do some good things, but they go away pretty quickly. So that's going to be this one in the springs. I think it will run till June, I think. And then the, those, the funding's gone, and it, it has to be stood down. This program will be with us now. It's free, and it can be here forever. And right. so we it's can online. update it. Right. It lives there. Yeah. And what I'm excited about is this collaboration allows us to marry up some things that's never been done before. The crisis counseling program connecting to NAMI volunteers. So NAMI is a fantastic organization in the community for people who struggle with mental illness. Uh, they have volunteers that are already trained to go out and talk to people, support people, and so forth. So we're training them up on the GRIT program and also giving them some extra tools. And then we've got all these coaches kind of out into the community. So now you have four people at the crisis counseling program. You've got a set of volunteers who are already trained up to deal with mental health. And now you've got these GRIT community coaches that are out there all over the place and they can all begin to interact together. And then you've got more of a, what I would call a population-based support system for managing this kind of event. And I, I think it's a wonderful tool for us that I would love to see after the pandemic's uh, suppressed and we're moving forward, which will happen eventually, that we actually then think about these grit coaches and the system we're designing and do education and support to other issues in our community that are important. Suicide, right. for example, uh, other mental health challenges, even positive sort of empowerment of, of the community in general. Even just the holidays, wintertime can yeah. be really difficult for people. Sure. And I mean, I think, as you said, yes, the pandemic will end, but um, I think there are some people who are, they know they're not coping well, but they're literally just trying to get through it. Exactly. And why? Why would you do that? Why not improve your coping mechanisms right. and try to get through it in a, in a more healthy way right. um, and feel supported or at least be able to support those around you better? Right. Um, and, and it's a real issue because there's some data out now that, for example, with healthcare workers, they show up with, at least in the studies I've read, a significant increase in anxiety, 
some showing of some post-traumatic stress symptoms, uh, some depression. So there's been burnout. And I know studies with our kids as well. And kids, too, right? you know. And so I think really we're, we're not quite through yet with this pandemic. So there are going to be people, all of us, who may be hitting some tough times. Mm-hmm. So we need to reach out to each other. And I like this concept that came up in that original communication with the, the city and, and uh, public health and so forth, which was this community doesn't quit. And I like that framework because if we as a community can begin to get behind this kind of concept and say, well, not a thousand people trained, we have 15,000 or we have 30,000 people, we're then going to be a unique place in the country that has now taken it to the population to build up that empowerment. And that, to me, is, is something that we could do. We could actually do it. We just have to get people talking about it enough so that they tell their neighbor, they tell their neighbor. And then you've got people enough that are going, yeah, I took it, and it's been helpful, and it's free. Why not do it? Right. I mean, and I think you said it right. Empowering is what this is. And I think, you know, if you are honest with yourself and you're listening right now, you may be doing okay, but you've got to know at least one person who's struggling in some way, even if it's in a minor way, you don't want that to to develop and fester and right. you know not take care of it. So it's it's really it's big stuff. It's really important. Yeah, and, and there's nothing like somebody who calls you up and says, "Really, how are you doing?" And maybe you're doing fine, but it's still nice to have somebody say to you, "I care about you and I wondered how you're doing." Well, geez, that's great. How are you doing? And then you have some more of a meaningful conversation. And I know it's awkward for some people to kind of broach that, but we give tools within the training to make that a little bit easier. If you're not a real extrovert, some, yeah, some and so ideas. Yeah, how do I ask or what do I say? And, and we actually do role plays uh, that we've shown on the video as you see it. We actually do some role plays so you can see, oh, that's how you broach that or that's how you ask those questions. And so uh, I think it's, it's easier than people think. And um, it's something that, again, just having that caring conversation can help us all right now because what's happening i think at this stage of the pandemic is people are starting to kind of fold in they're they're tired they're tired of the process and they're tired of talking about it and yet at the same time the emotional side of it is still struggling with it all of us have this background noise right now of oh yeah it's still here we still have to deal and as a matter of fact right now it's worse now than it has been and so it keeps it's like a stressor that just keeps biting at you and you have to pay attention to it at some point but we all want to not pay attention because it's not great to fold in no it's not great to fold in so we have to reach out we have to be connected yeah okay well thank you for connecting us with this program i think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of folks and i hope they'll take the time to check it out i'll just reiterate again it's letstalkgrit.com and you can follow any of those partners for more information as i know they'll be putting it out um, and that includes the city of cos on social media And Dr. Benite, thank you for your efforts and for your time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And I I appreciate the opportunity to share with the the community about this program. It gives us some empowerment and hope in this time when it seems like there's none, but there is. There really is. We can make it. Yes, we can. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in for Behind the Springs today and all, um, all the time for our different episodes. We'll have more coming up soon. Have a great day.